Check, baby, check, baby, check, baby, check, baby. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Everybody, let's take a deep breath. Come on now. Inhale to the count of four. Exhaling to the count of 42. 42 sounds like a lot of seconds. Keep it going. Six, seven, eight. Keep it going. Keep exhaling. Keep exhaling. Keep exhaling. Too much exhaling and faint and faint. Folks, I want to welcome you in, each and every one of you. You and you. (laughs) Of course, you in the back showed up late, but sure, come on in, come on in. I saw something I've never seen before this morning on my commute into work, on my smooth commute. It's like Groundhog Day. I've done it before. Feels like the same thing every day. I pass Mary's futons. I put on a podcast. I pass Lucas Valley Road. I put on the AC. I usually pass the Ignacio Overpass. There's a cop under there waiting to catch a speeder. And usually they do. But today, classic scenario unfolds. Somebody speeding in the fast lane. The cop puts on the siren and usually the person just pulls over and I see all of this unfold and it's very commonplace. It's not even that exciting. You just go, okay, sirens are on, car pulls over, person gets a ticket. Now, not this morning, for the first time in my life, I saw someone say, fuck it and bolt. That's right. I saw the beginning of a chase and I was so close. I saw the cop's face. I look to my left. I look in the fast lane. I saw the cop's face when he realized, oh, oh, okay, we're doing this. And it makes me want to speed. I want to see the whole thing. But instead, it just vanishes ahead. Seemed like they were going 120, 130. I mean, they were going fast. And I'm wondering, is the cop into this? Like, if you're a cop, are you thinking, give me a little action today? Like if it's been a boring Monday, if it's been a boring week, they finally get a chase. Is that what they like? Or do they want to go through the whole day without any action? I actually don't know the mindset of a cop. But how about the mindset of the driver? Where are you going? What's in the car? How guilty are you already? Once you hit that accelerator, once you just said, you know what? To hell with everything. Let's have some fun. And you bolt away from a cop and the chase is on are you thinking canada you thinking you're getting to the border where are you going and all of this is really just 12 seconds of my morning and then it just vanishes and i go okay i guess i'll never know how that unfolds would love to but it's like if i started a movie and it was like a really good beginning like the opening credits And then a great opening scene. And then that's it. That's it. I know I can Google or try to find it on the police blotter. But really, I guess I'll just let my imagination take over. Imagine, imagine, imagine. That criminal must have been so whacked out on high-level drugs. Or smuggling so many illegal things. Uh, They thought, gas pedal brake, gas pedal brake, gas pedal brake. Do I slow down, pull over, or gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal, goodbye. 
I don't know the end of it, but that's a first to see the beginning of a chase. Also, I have to mention this. I meant to mention this a while ago, but I think I dress younger than I really look. Like I am going gray. And those wrinkles are a little more pronounced than they used to be. They're not just smile lines. <laughs> yeah, I have a little crow's feet. No, I got a catcher's mitt for a face at this point. And I'd say 82% of my hair is brown. Okay, that's generous. Probably 74% of my hair is brown. Okay, I'm still lying. I guess 68% of my hair is brown, which leaves me at 32%. How's my math? 32% gray, white, silver, silver fox. Okay, folks, I'm going gray. I'm going real gray. But I can't have the attire. I can't have my outfits match what's going on. I got to keep it youthful. I'm working with the youths. I got to dress like a ute. So do I go to Marshall's on occasion and peruse the sweatshirts? I do. And if you haven't seen the new styles, kids like logos. Just a sweatshirt that's bright with a Polaroid logo on it for no reason. Or random movies like Poetic Justice or Napoleon Dynamite. Just random movies on your sweatshirt. But I bought one that said NASA. Hey, Mr. Rosenberg, are you really into space exploration? Yeah, sure, whatever. Now it's 15 bucks at Marshall's. We're all wearing the same dumb shit on this campus. And some days I dress waspy, Connecticut casual, with the old eyes on polo. Hey, everyone, good to see you. Open up those textbooks. But no, usually I'm rocking some teenage hoodie. I become an optical illusion to people that meet me. They go, are you old or young? I mean, you have gray hair, but my good Lord, sir, you're wearing a NASA sweatshirt. So we're at an art gallery about a month ago. My wife and I walking through an art gallery in Mill Valley. Oh, how waspy does this sound? And we're looking for, you guessed it, art. Should we edit that part out? No? Okay, just talking to my producer, Al. Al, you let me know, though. Okay, you just give me a thumbs down if there's something we should edit out. We should keep that part where I say we're looking for art. Listeners are going to enjoy that. Okay, thanks, Al. Appreciate that. So Al's giving me the thumbs up. We're going to keep that part in. We're looking for art. And I stopped by this one stand and I'm wearing my NASA sweatshirt. And the guy at the art gallery booth, he asked if I worked for NASA. I laughed. He didn't. He actually wondered if this was issued to me by NASA. This guy has never experienced life outside of his stand. In that moment, if I could have that moment back, I mean, I just said, no, it's from Marshall's. It's 15 bucks. What are you, crazy? But if I could have that moment back, I would have said, yes, sir. Yes, I do. I'm an astronaut. And they give all of us astronauts these $15 hoodies from Marshall's. The fuck? guy wasn't kidding he asked if I work for NASA this guy not exactly headed to the small talk Olympics if you know what I mean I have plumes of gray coming out of my beard and I don't shave that often okay if I shave I look young I look like uh, an emoji I just look like the most average face you've ever seen But when I let this beard get a little bushy, which it is right now, it's really bushy right now. That's borderline hobo chic, as we say. The plumes of gray. Folks, I can't fake it anymore. 
I'm looking old. I'm looking old. They had us do our staff photos for the yearbook. First of all, I still take school pictures. What the fuck? I still take school pictures, and I'm always hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping. Hope I look young. Plumes of gray, wrinkles. Oh, God. You know what, guys? Maybe just throw that one away. I tell them. I tells them. I tell the photographers. And all school photographers have big, gray, bushy beards. So they think I'm in the club. I come in. They want to hug it out. Hey, how are you? I go, shut the fuck up. I say, shut the... No, I don't. I don't. I'm nice around campus. Hey, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, just put my feet here. Okay. Do you have a comb? Uh, No? Okay. Then let's just do it. Let's shoot it. Here we go. You know, on the last podcast, I was ranting about the kids with their phones. The kids with their phones. And how they're disruptive and they are distractions. All of that's true. But I actually had a different moment today. And being totally genuine, I feel bad for them. They're just products of this current tech environment. I actually feel bad to observe this addiction. It's really an intense addiction. Where they just glance. I could see them glance at their bags. Or, you know, whenever there's a transition, they want to grab it. They're so connected to these phones. And I get it. I get it. You're a teen in 2021. This is your addiction. But they will get less joy from nature. They will notice less of the natural world. It's just a fact. You only get so many minutes in the day. So many of those minutes are now on Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. And it's just one big cycle of who gives a shit. I mean, none of this stuff matters. But to live such a large percentage of your life attached to your screen, it's almost a curse. Instead of getting mad at them, I don't want to come at them that way anymore. Instead of getting mad at them like a disciplinarian, put it down. I actually feel sad. I feel sad. They don't want to have that addiction. They don't know any differently, but I don't think they want that. Who would want that? Who would sign up for that? We talked about that in class today as we discuss the old textile factories and the pros and the cons of the whole industrial revolution. I talked to them today about what they have in their pockets. I go, give me the pros and cons of having an iPhone. The list of cons, so much longer. They're talking about cyberbullying and catfishing and the distractions and knowing that you're contributing to exploitative labor practices and the product obsolescence, so they're so expensive. I mean, you could write a long list of negatives when you think about these iPhones. Was it all worth it? No, you can't really logically say, but it's all worth it for us to have these devices. It's a bitch. It really is. To be young right now. I think first instinct is to get a little upset that they're not exactly attentive or as attentive as I would like them to be. But then you take a step back and go, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a teen right now. I wouldn't want to be able to just go on an app and see all of these people from my school having a good time in a filtered photo on Instagram. That sounds shitty. I'd like to not know when a bunch of other people my age are gathering and having fun. That type of stuff can create some insecurities. It can make you feel lonely. I know, I'm taking a sad path right now. I am. I am. I got to get away from the sadness. I want to bring it back. I want to bring back the levity. Bring back the levity. Bring back the humor. How am I going to do it? I think we need a little help. I think I need the laugh track. How else would you know if something's funny? 
I'm just going punchlines. And if you're wondering, wait, what's he talking about? The laugh track will let you know. It's time to laugh. I have no clue what we were watching on Fox. Actually, I think the Niner game was on Fox. And I put on the TV the next day. Big Bang Theory was on. Big Bang Theory is still a show. I don't know if it's still going, but they have a laugh track. It's just so distracting. It's so weird. I mean, between me, you, and the wall, I don't know if that guy's even getting to Petaluma, let alone Canada. (laughs) Thanks. I mean, I guess we got to respect all the poses, but let's just say downward dog is a hot recipe to split my nuts and tear a ligament. <laughs> <There's> some... <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. That's a creeper. I don't know about you, but when I heard that the local pumpkin patch was shut down because of COVID, I started to wonder who's touching the pumpkins. <laughs> Okay, that's a weird one. That guy likes it. That guy likes it. It's not a great joke, folks. I just, uh, I heard one of the pumpkin patches was shut down. So I wondered. Is the scarecrow vaccinated? (laughs) We're all having fun. We're having a good time, huh? It's a creepy laugh track. This one's creepy. This one's creepy. All right, how about one more? Let me just drop in a punchline. Um, crow's feet? My God. If only that was my biggest concern. Oh, <laughs> that was quick. Let's try that again. <laughs> Sounds like I'm bombing. Crow's feet, if only that was my biggest concern. <laughs> huh? The crow's feet joke? <laughs> okay. Did that help us? Did that help us transition back from the old feeling sad for the teenagers with their phone addictions topic? It's not just the teens. I see the older folks addicted to Facebook. I see you with all those Facebook forum questions. What was your first dog's name? 36 million answers. Hey, folks, what are you doing? You're just sitting at home on Facebook, waiting for the next forum question. Favorite fast food chain from your childhood. Go. And you just see millions of answers. What's one band you want to see in concert? Uh, We realize that people are just sharing their personal information that will be stolen for password and identity theft. I'm not being cynical. I'm not even being skeptical. I'm just being 100% realistic right now. All of these forum questions. What's one song that makes you cry? What's your favorite random four numbers in progression? I don't know. What's your maiden name and then your two favorite numbers? Hmm. 
millions of people click like and they answer these on Facebook. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Have you seen these? It's always the same people. And they have to know where this is coming from. Oh my God. I'm so paranoid of the Russian bots. I'm not getting involved. And then once you answer, you just go along with your day. Nothing happened. Isn't that weird? Your phone, it feels like a lot of action's happening if you get really sucked into the vortex of that glow. And then you just kind of click it, put it in your pocket. And you're like, oh, oh, none of that shit matters. None of that's really even real. Just a cyber world you could turn off. That's a beautiful thing when you actually zoom out and turn it off. And go, Oh, okay, sky, trees, humans. You have to like recalibrate with planet Earth. Sorry, I was in a different sphere. Dave Chappelle did say that in his most recent special, which was just hot, steaming dog shit. And I like Chappelle, but oh my God, was that a bad special. It's called The Closer on Netflix. He talked about all the comments that drag him and rip him. And then he said, and that's just on Twitter, which is not a real place. And the whole crowd cheered. And I kind of liked that line. Like if so many people are worried about how they're perceived or viewed on Twitter, oh no, are they going to write mean things to me? You could just turn it off, put the phone down, and then it doesn't exist. It's not a place you have to live in. Twitter's a choice. It's weird that so many people are sucked into something so toxic that's going to clearly make them feel bad. How many people get off Twitter and go, well, that was great. Now it feels good. That was nice to see. No. So Dave had a few good moments, but the thing about a Dave Chappelle special is there's a lot of hype, a lot of buildup, a lot of excitement. You're talking about one of the top three names in comedy right now, and most people would say he's probably number one. The guy is a philosopher. I think he's a genius. I really do. I think he's very smart, but I also don't think he had any real material, like any really well thought out jokes. And he started off kind of hot. We're like, okay, okay, a few giggles. And then the last 40 minutes, and I was so excited. So there was a moment where I was just like, oh, no, it's going to be this. You just see how he's responding to the message boards, to the comments. He's responding to the critics. If it were a podcast, I would have turned it off. It was that bad. It's not just a bad Dave Chappelle special. It's one of the worst stand-up specials you'll ever see. For the last 40 minutes, He's just going back and forth with his thoughts about the transgender community. He's going back and forth with his thoughts about LGBTQ. And you're like, Dave, hey, Dave, we understand you've had a lot of experience defending yourself or learning about the trans community. But he was so obsessed with it. It consumed him that he forgot to do stand-up comedy. He was just telling personal anecdotes of people that get upset with him. And then he has a boyish look of, you're not going to like this. I'm going to push the envelope, but comedy fans aren't really into that. Comedy fans are only into one thing, actually, and that's laughter. It's not the old, oh, he's going to make us uncomfortable. Oh, no, forget all that. It's not impressive to just say something shocking. That's what trolls do. To say something shocking for the sake of being shocking, shock jock, that's played out. That's very tired. I'm looking for well-crafted jokes, and I can laugh at things that are offensive, I can even laugh at Jewish jokes. I am Jewish and I can laugh at Jewish jokes. If they're, drum roll please, funny. 
But Dave's Jewish jokes were brutally unfunny. He was doing jokes about space Jews and trying to make a comparison that Jewish people have been oppressed for so many years and now they are the oppressors. And he was trying to make all these comparisons. And you could just tell, like, he had this look in his eyes, like, I'm trying to piss you off. I don't really think Dave thought that was a smart joke or a funny joke. He just was thinking, I want to get people to talk. And he did, because now I'm talking about it. Now there's a lot of critics talking about it. But let me get off of this for a moment. I got excited about a Dave Chappelle special, which turned out to be garbage. And then on the flip side, there was another special that came out, just came out on YouTube, a guy named Shane Gillis, live in Austin. Who is Shane Gillis? Well, he was canceled hard. Shane Gillis was hired by Saturday Night Live a few years ago. A young stand-up comic from Pennsylvania, hired by Lorne Michaels. That's the dream job. That's my dream has come true. Lorne Michaels has passed me. My audition was good. And now I'm on Saturday Night Live, ready to be famous and successful. And then within 10 days, they found some homophobic jokes he told or racist jokes toward the Chinese community. And the media dug up a lot of his old material on his podcast. And it came to light really quickly. And then Lorne had to back away and say, actually, no, Shane Gillis is not going to be on Saturday Night Live. And just like that, he was never on the show. He was never even famous. No one knew the name until he was canceled. That's a weird way to get canceled. You get hired on SNL so people read your name and then you become famous for getting bounced off of the show without ever being on the show. So his story is interesting. I heard him on a podcast and he talked about his special and I didn't want to like the guy. Homophobic, racist, but I'm a stand-up comedy fan. So I gave his special a chance. It's phenomenal. Guy was very funny. I was laughing the whole time. Didn't want to love him. Gave it a chance. Loved it. Dave Chappelle, love him. Wanted to love it. Couldn't. No laughs. Comedy only has one little measurement. One piece of criteria. Are you laughing? Not are you cringing. Not are you nodding and smiling. But are you laughing? And it comes in many different forms. And I like many different forms of it. And a part of me would love to see Shane Gillis actually get on the show to see what he could do. I think Lauren was trying to attract a new audience. Not to say just people on the right. He's not like a Trump comic. Although some of his material surrounds Trump and I think a lot of Trump supporters like his comedy. But he's the first to say, I'm not like a Trump voter. He just sees the absurdity in Trump and the comedy. So he does attract probably a redneck crowd, but it's not like Larry the Cable Guy crowd. It's a different kind of crowd. But he was good. He was pretty funny. You know what else is kind of funny? Uh, Sports announcers, when someone runs on the field, here's a little bit of a subject change. Here's a little bit of a rattlesnake, as they say in La Bamba. Here's a little bit of a subject change. The announcers get so serious when they have to stall because someone ran onto the field, if it's a football game, if it's a baseball game, and TV cameras can't show it. TV cameras will not show it. Oh, we all have to act like adults. This is not something we're going to broadcast. The announcers have to say, huh, this is just so terrible that this is happening right now. They always act so upset. TV needs to start showing it. Advertisers are paying good money to keep people glued to the screens. What would be more entertaining 
than seeing some drunk moron getting tased. Getting tased. The announcers should call it. They should shift their play-by-play from the sport into there he is, a shirtless drunk is on the field. He's zigging and zagging. He's clearly greased up. They can't catch him. And oh, he's tased pretty badly. He probably won't be getting up for a few minutes. And these people, what are they? Face a fine? Jail time? I don't know. What causes someone to jump the fence? We need a documentary on these people. It happens so often. If you're watching sports on TV and the announcers just slowly have to make small talk, that's what's happening. And the TV never shows it. The announcers just have to, okay, um, uh, at this point, we'd like to uh, direct your uh, attention to my tie, my paisley pattern tie. They have nothing to say. I remember the first time I saw it live at a game. It didn't even make sense. Like I, as a young kid at a Giants game, seeing that someone's on the field, someone's on the field, you're allowed to go on the field. No, you're not allowed to go on the field. Isn't that crazy how often that happens? You ever see something happen? You go, it's amazing how often that happens. Like adult movie actors, it's amazing how many of them there are. Adult movie actors? If I had to guess, how many people would be willing to be in those kind of movies? I'd say on planet Earth, maybe 15 to 17 total people would be willing to do that type of work. Thousands, thousands. The answer is thousands. All right, I can't judge. I can't judge. I'm just sitting here with my own perspective. My own little perspective. I need a catchphrase. And that's my perspective. Get him with that quick hitter. Did we accomplish anything in this one? You could be honest. I think I'm going to be on Cameo soon. Three bucks. That'll be my price. Three bucks. Cameo is simultaneously the coolest and dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Cameo is where celebrities, B-list celebrities, C-list celebrities, D-list celebrities offer their time to record a video to wish you something. Hey, happy birthday. Hey, happy Columbus Day. Probably the worst of all explorers to dedicate a full national holiday to, but hey, this is Josh Rosenberg. Your friend Ben bought this cameo for $3, and I just want to wish you a happy Columbus Day. Now, as you know, Columbus never stepped foot in America, and his attempted genocide and rape of many indigenous people is something that should be frowned upon. So recording this cameo for you today is actually a low point in my life, but I needed the three bucks because the Handy Snacks in the vending machine was calling my name. That's right, Handy Snacks with that red spreadable knife. Is it a knife? Handy Snacks? Anybody? That cheese is good, though. You remember the Handy Snacks cheese? Anyways, want to wish you a happy Columbus Day here on Cameo. This is Josh Rosenberg. It's the dumbest shit ever. People get excited that celebrities read their name. They don't know you. I got excited. Tim Hardaway made me excited. But it was just the name Josh on his script. Tim doesn't know me. I don't know him. But do adults have these kind of imaginations? 
do we adults, do we gray-haired silver foxes love the idea of a celebrity reading our name because they received money to record? Isn't it sad when you really explain cameo? So a celebrity, you know, a guy like Larry the Cable Guy, someone will give him $250 and he'll read a little script with your name in it. And it's just a name. And you paid just for that name and Larry to dedicate some of his, you know how it works. That's proof that we have not evolved that much. Homo sapiens, we think we're so smart, we still get a kick out of people that don't know us getting paid to talk to us. This one sounded better in my head. I'm not even going to laugh track my way out of that one. That one fizzled. That one fizzled. Oh, boy. What am I even doing in here? The amount of good sports on right now, it's insane. It's insane. Mid-October is when it all converges. Here comes the NBA, college football, NFL, it's heating up, Major League Baseball playoffs. It's just so good right now. And I'm sitting here in front of my mic with my laugh track. How dare you give me the time of day? How dare you sit through this? Okay? But if you want me to send my signed staff photo and a cameo your way, just find me on Twitter at jrosenberg957. I'll be on Twitter trying to inflict some emotional suffering upon myself. And I'm also looking for those iTunes ratings. Give me that five-star, baby. Give me that five-star. Let's monetize this bitch. Okay. Good night. Good night. Let me tuck you in. Okay, 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 okay. 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 All right, great. Yeah, episode 158. It's in the books. Okay, 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 okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) 